is actually acknowledgement. But when you go with a mindset that this is a human being like myself, your conversation is going to flow and you're going to connect. What keeps you neutral enough to be able to hear is you're a human being and I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. And, and starting yeah. from that premise, and from that premise, we can have a discussion. To treat others as you would want to be treated. If I want to be heard, then I probably should practice trying to listen. You know, when we're talking about common values and finding the humanity in people, and, and, and you know, when you hear someone's story, there's always something that you would find relatable. You know, because I'm First Nations. You know, I went to a what they would term a residential school. There's an issue, a societal issue that is complex. And you've only, you've never heard this point of view before. You don't even understand why someone would think like that. But to be curious, to find out and make discoveries about how are you thinking about this situation? And not to be afraid to ask questions. They might actually challenge one of your ideologies in the conversation, even if they're being respectful, that might not be comfortable. It took a lot for me to come into this room. Mm-hmm. And then and then I've admitted, I've admitted that this is hard. To show up, it, it takes courage, doesn't it? Welcome uh, back to our show here. This is uh, Both Sides Now Table Talk. I'm Michelle Pexa and I'm here with Serena Preslin-White and Alberta Mwembo. We've been talking on the big scale, like you have a responsibility with your voice, but also you matter. Like what you bring to the table as a human being, as a citizen of your country, mm-hmm. it's important. If there's these benefits mm-hmm. of society at large is gonna benefit. Mm-hmm. It's gonna protect our society. It's gonna protect the right to speak. It's going to be able to see things from more than one point of view. It's going to actually prevent um, temporary solutions and bring better solutions with more ideas. It's going to actually disarm hostilities and say, you're not my enemy. Um, And it's gonna even help you, even if your values are different, to just have a shared understanding of where the person's coming from, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of benefits to actually engaging in these kind of conversations. What what do you think we need to be able to have these conversations? Because obviously what's happening out there right now isn't working. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. right uh, but what do you yeah. think we need what what yeah. what, what yeah. do we need how, how do we yeah. show up what do we need yeah yeah well and that's you're right you're right what's working what what's happening now isn't working you know like it it just feels like loud gongs all the time like gong gong you know and everybody's playing their instrument way too loud <laughs> you know and i think one of the things that we need is actually acknowledgement you know, I'm acknowledging what you're saying, the validation of what you're saying. And it's acknowledging where you've come from, acknowledging what you've gone through, acknowledging your experience, your story, your mm-hmm. voice. And I think that's one thing that we could really, you know, we could really, we could really grow in is acknowledging one another. Yeah. It's really interesting how it works is that most people from my experience even when they're really passionate about issues most people if they if they feel like they've been heard and understood they tend to be willing to hear the other person absolutely i Mm -hmm. agree with that and um for me i'm reminded of a certain lady that like she was the one that was sent to uh with questions 
to question the, the criminals before they're executed or they're brought to prison. It, um, they need to hear the person. Like, why did he do that? Um, why is he doing that? You know, just to, to get, to, to, to understand what's happening in his mind. And very often before she had that position, a lot of uh, her colleagues were failing to, to, to examine that or to analyze those cases. So they asked her, the reason she was interviewed is because she was very successful at it. And the first question they asked her was, aren't you scared? First, number one, you're a woman, you know, going to ask most of the, the criminals were men, very huge men. And then number two, how come you're always able to get the answers from them? Do you force them or do you put words in their mouth? And she said, no. The first thing she puts in her mind, she said it starts in her mind, is that this is a human being like me. The moment you remove in your mind that it's a criminal, because if you go with the mindset that I'm going to question a criminal, you're going already, you're creating a barrier between you and them. And the, your conversation, you will not be able to achieve what you went there for. But when you go with a mindset that this is a human being like myself, your conversation is going to flow and you're going to connect. But the bottom of it is about finding common values. When we go with a mindset that even though this person is from a different religion or whatever differences that can actually bring a lot of uh, um, misunderstanding, or we go with the mindset that it's a human being like myself, we want the same things. We want clothing, shelter. We want to be successful. Mm -hmm. We want very much, we want the same things. Then I believe that we can live in harmony. It doesn't matter whether we don't agree on social issues. It doesn't matter whether we don't agree on religious values. But the fact that we agree that we are all living together and looking for the same things, we're human beings looking for the same thing for survival, then we're going to live in harmony. What keeps you neutral enough to be able to hear is you're a human being and I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. And and starting yeah. from that premise, and from that premise, we can have a discussion. You have to actually see that person with the same dignity and respect, like Michelle said. We've talked about this too as ladies, is to treat others as you would want to be treated, right? Everybody, you know, somewhere, someone has heard that somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's something that we could definitely implement is going, you know, how would I want to be treated? Mm -hmm. And so therefore, if I want to be treated that way, then I should give that same due diligence to the person that I'm communicating with. Right. If I want to be heard, then I probably should practice trying to listen. Mm -hmm. Like I probably should practice hearing another person if that's mm -hmm. important to me. You know, if I, if I want to get my point across, you know, coming in with the mindset that I'm going to treat you like I treat myself rather than just me getting my point across and who cares what you think because that's a competition, right? Mm -hmm. And we've already talked about that's not really effective. That's debates aren't really effective um, yeah. to really understand what the issues are and understand the people. So treating them with dignity and respect, but also the way that you yourself would want to be treated. Probably you'll have to come into the conversation with a little bit of humility. And uh, you know, humility is, is really where I, I really don't believe I know everything. Like, uh, you know, uh, that the, I come in knowing that there's probably knowledge and information that I need to, I need to 
I need to be able to receive some of that. I need to understand some of that. I don't know everything. I don't know all the variables to, to this topic. I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know all the all of the the context in which you've been in. I don't know from your side of the story. I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And if you come mm-hmm. in, if you come into a conversation, think I know it all, and I'm going to prove to you everything I know. You're definitely not going to listen to the person, right? Mm-hmm. But if you just mm-hmm. come in with a little bit of humility, saying maybe I don't know everything, maybe mm-hmm. there's knowledge and understanding I need to gain um, yeah. about this issue that I didn't know before. And I think too, that's I, I love that because I think one of the problems that's happening in society right now is that um, that there is a lot of information in the in in the technology in the in the social media platforms, and instead of actually going and just taking a story and reading it, or hearing a story and hearing it because you heard it on social media, is actually saying. Mm, Maybe I need to take a step back and really go just because I've heard it maybe on, you know, social media, it doesn't necessarily mean I know, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference between experience and knowledge, right? Yeah. 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 And so, for example, I will never experience unless I lived like Alberta in Congo, right? It would be impossible, but I can hear your stories, but it doesn't necessarily mean I experienced it. You know, I think, I think we really need to say, I really need to listen and to actually hear what her experience was. And in order to do that, I have to really put myself with humility on the back seat, not the front, right? Yeah. You know, we talked before about assumptions that people have out there and they jump to conclusions or they jump on something because they heard something. And, and even like to fact check it, if, if there's a bias of, if there's a narrative out there that only wants people to hear certain things, like, like if you even go onto the internet and depending on, you know, what server you're using, the algorithms will set it up in such a way that it doesn't matter what you research, it's always going to come up with the information from your point of view that you've been, you've been feeding off. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's no guarantee that you have all the knowledge. Yeah. That's really helped me a lot, you know, traveling. I've learned, especially in critical nations that I've been in, um, because um, some, of these, some of these nations, again, are not democracies. And um, you're, you, you can't necessarily have absolute confidence that what you're hearing on the news is really what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the people that live there on the ground are the ones that know what's going on. So what you hear from them and what you hear might be perhaps in the news at that point in time might not necessarily be accurate. You know, I really value right. when people talk with you about mm-hmm. their experience or what they have to say. Um, that's been so helpful to me to know, oh, I'm getting it from, that's a good source. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. a really great source. And it's not to devalue, again, where people receive their knowledge through education, because yeah. because anybody that educates well um, knows that you have to research from all kinds of sources. At least you should. A true student should be really looking at every source possible to get the full mm-hmm. picture. That, Like a, a real eager learner, that's what they do. They don't just receive the information from their professor as if, you know, that's... That's it. They said yeah, it. Yeah. I'm impressed. Way you go. You know, they're going to search it out themselves and from all different sources, right? Yeah. So to be a student, to be learning about life and learning about issues and learning from people does require that humility, but also requires a real desire to understand and to learn. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I, want, I wanted to share, like, um, there are two things, actually, two two things that really also change the way I perceive people. Um, Like I come from a country where 
authorities do not really have time with the common people mm. and when authorities are passing even on the streets you can tell because they always have bodyguards they have um their cars have an entourage it's like you you don't need to question so when when i came here uh one of the the things that was shocking to me um during this time actually last year uh, there was a lot of uprising, a lot of anger after the George Floyd incident within the black community. And what really shocked me was that the mayor of Saskatoon called out um, um, the black community and said, I hear you. I said that you're angry. Can you come and just educate me on your version of racism? Mm. I have never, ever experienced that I've never seen any leader who was willing to listen, let alone being educated by a, you know, minority or a different group of people, never, ever. And then the other thing is that even within the black community, there are different groups. There are some groups who replied that if he wanted to hear from them, um, the police didn't have to be there. They didn't, the police don't have to participate in their meeting. So he did exactly what they requested. And he listened, he listened over and over, just sitting down and listening everything. I was very touched, honestly, and I was not the only one touched, but many of us were really touched because we're coming from, uh, you know, countries where there's not enough human rights. Like it's never done. This has never, ever been done. Even my parents were very, very impressed having a leader like he will have been doing so many other things there's a lot of things going on in the city and mm -hmm. that time also they were dealing with uh, there was a first nation thing going on as well mm -hmm. and he was attending mm -hmm. that as well so that really mm -hmm. touched a lot of people mm -hmm. so understanding that the other person is a human being like yourself irrespective of your position in in the society you know that humility it's very very um, I don't even have words for that. One of the things that I think in this tools, like if you're only going to, you know, have all these lists and these rules, and this is what you have to meet, and how do we actually disarm those? Mm -hmm. And one of, you know, one of the things that the mayor did was he met those, but he went in not with, you know, a counteractive more rules and, you know, all these points, but he went in with humility, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And saying, I'm willing to actually meet you mm -hmm. on those terms. Then exactly. what happens is you're able to actually open a door. And as mm -hmm. soon as you can open a door, even if it's a small door, mm -hmm. it has to grow, you right. know, right. unless unless that aggression comes back and then it just causes the door to slam. Mm -hmm. But there's something about humility and transparency and saying, I'm willing to learn from you, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I love. The mayor said, well, would you teach me? Because I don't know very much. You know, some might say, well, there's demands they're putting on, you know, so how is that really both sides? If you mm -hmm. listen to these people only wanting to have their point of view and you can't have police there, you know, when that whole issue's there. But I think um, at the moment, it's called balancing out the power. Mm. And, um, you know, the presence perhaps at that point in time to have police officers there would have been in, an intimidating presence. It would have been a presence that would have triggered anger mm -hmm. a lot of emotional response. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to balance out the power for that period of time might have mm -hmm. been good. Now in the future, th this conversation has to happen where you've mm -hmm. got both sides. And I think we're gonna do a show about that. You know, mm -hmm. you know, funding the police versus not funding the police, et cetera, because that was exactly. a big issue around a, you know, a systemic issue. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But at the time, you know, it's, th that is also something to consider is, you know, what makes it safe for people right. to have a conversation about exactly. difficult issues.
It doesn't feel safe to mm-hmm. speak up. Um, I think you're really going to listen to me if you have a very intimidating presence there that actually caused right. me harm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or you don't know mm-hmm. how to balance out the power in mm-hmm. the conversation. And that's one thing we want to do on this show mm-hmm. is to encourage our, our, our viewers that, you know, if there's things we, we want to talk about on this show, even difficult issues, um, issues that might feel threatening to some people, that when we, we're going to, you know, our platform is to make sure that it's a safe and respectful process as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're not just let people yell and attack each other, you know. We're going to make sure that the power is balanced in the communication piece. Otherwise, how are you going to have those conversations, right? Because mm-hmm. if, if, if what's happening right now is if people say, here's the rules of things. I'm only going to talk if you make sure you right. follow these rules. Well, then you're not going to hear both sides. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, because it's only going to be one-sided because that's mm-hmm. how they're feeling safe. Yeah, and, and like the second example was when I went somewhere in another province here in Canada, but I was not in the city. I was like in a very small village where they'd never seen Africans, and it was a whole new experience. Just to see us walk on the streets, and uh, it was very interesting. It was an interesting experience, you know. Um, uh, I, I never knew that I would ever experience that, like going somewhere and being like black the first time, people trying to touch my hair and my skin. So I was sharing this with uh, uh, another lady who's white and, and telling her like everything, shared my whole experience. And she said, now you get a taste of what I experienced when I went in your country. When I went in your country, I had people coming, touching my skin to see if I was a real human being, touching, pulling my hair. And so now I started to understand that, you know, when we're talking about common values and finding the humanity in people, and, and, and you know, when you hear someone's story, there's always something that you will find relatable. We have a lot of common values, but because we already have the mindset that, oh, this is a Canadian, probably they're like this, like that, like that. And then we already make this barrier. So there's no way we will understand each other. There's no way there'll be any communication. But then when I shared with that, that lady who she had been to my country and experienced exactly what I experienced when I went to that other province, I realized that, yeah, we have to learn a lot from one another. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. There's a piece that you brought there, though, too. Yeah. So, so I mean, I can, I can identify because I said I've traveled to lots of countries and I've had my blonde hair touched and in countries <laughs> where there's like no little white people. And, and in some places where you have to go and find a private place to go, they'll follow you. <laughs> you know, because, but what it demonstrates mm-hmm. in humanity is there's, if you show up curious, yeah. You know, like we want to show up teachable and humble to say, I've got something to learn and respectful. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure the power, you know, is, is balanced. But also you want to show up curious, like, right. you know, curious because like, what's it like? Like, mm-hmm. I want to touch your hair. Now, I promise you, people will be touching people's hair on this talk show, but seriously, <laughs> but around around differences. So so to be curious. Um, you know, if you're, if there's an issue, a societal issue that is complex and you've only, you've never heard this point of view before, you don't even understand why someone would think like that. You don't even mm-hmm. understand why, but to be curious, to find out and make discoveries about how are you thinking about this situation? Why are you mm-hmm. thinking about this way? You know, mm-hmm. what's important to you on this? And to actually be curious mm-hmm. about it. 
um, mm-hmm. really does help to have a good conversation mm-hmm. rather than being defensive and and no, it's got to be my way and the way I see it and your threat to me and da da da. But no, I'm curious to find out more. How does that harm mm-hmm. me? How is yeah. that going to harm me if I'm curious? To at least be curious to have some understanding. Um, yeah. You know, I think it would make the conversation a whole lot more fun. And not to be afraid to ask questions, you know? Like ah. there's times that I'm like, I I don't know what you're talking about. Can um, I haven't got a clue what that is, you know? And, you know, and to literally put yourself out there and say, I don't know, can you help me, yeah. you know? And I think that's that curiosity aspect, yeah. you know? And I, you know, one of the other things, Albert, I love the stories that you're telling because one of the things that I also am picking up from that story, you know, with the touching of the hair and- And the skin. And going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what, I what are you I doing, right? And, you know, the beautiful thing is, you know, the other lady had the same experience and you were actually able to relate, right? Mm -hmm. And here you are from totally different places, but you brought the same story together and you were able to relate. One of the things that I really felt even with you, um, Alberta, is even though I'm from Canada and you're from South Africa, we had actually very similar experiences that would bring out, I would be saying, I can identify with you. You know, because I'm First Nations, I went through a lot of, um, you know, transitions, like especially the 80s. You know, I went to a, what they would term a residential school, but not necessarily under the government because it was missional, right? And we were able to swap stories. And the, and the cool thing is, even though I'm from Canada and you're South Africa, we actually identified because we were able to relate, right? And so, you know, it's interesting once you start to listen, and then once you start to hear, and once you start to you know, have that empathy and that humility to say, I'd really like to get to know you, that curiosity. It's actually quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly when people start to relate um, in a healthy way like that, it really will disarm hostilities as well. And it is true that, you know, you're, you're a lot more attracted, um, you know, to, to even want to hearing more when you can make a connection that you can relate to. It can feel romanticized a little bit if people are listening to this right now, because we're, we're friends and uh, we're not hostile with each other. But I have been in rooms where there is hostility um, because there is tension around an issue. You know, a person is fighting for something and anger is being released. Uh, Their face might get red. Um, You know, they might speak a little louder than normal. Um, The passion's coming out or they might feel really stressed. That's uncomfortable to be around. Um, They might actually challenge one of your ideologies in the conversation, even if they're being respectful, that might not be comfortable. Um, There's a lot of things that make people uncomfortable, including maybe there's something at stake for me. And, you know, so I would think that to show up, it it takes courage, doesn't it? That is something that I've had to personally experience, you know, where there's been, you've walked into a room and you can cut through the tension, you know, you can, you can feel the, the, the heightened emotion and I've often, you know, your heart, your, my own heart was like beating at a hundred miles an hour. And I was like, how do I approach this? Like, how do I do this? And I just felt, you know, wisdom <laughs> at the time for me was saying, you know, it took a lot for me to come here. Mm-hmm. It took a lot for me to come into this room. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I've admitted, I've admitted that this is hard. This wasn't, I didn't get out of bed and say, woohoo, I get to do this today. (laughs) You know, but I chose to show up. 
I chose to come here and have a difficult, hard conversation with you. You know, and that's just something that I've experienced that I've had to have that courage. And it's not that you don't experience the emotions, the heart, you know, the heart pounding, the the tension in the air, you know, and going, oh, I hope I can make it through this conversation. <laughs> and but coming and saying, I'm, I'm willing to do this, you know, and bringing it back to, you know, again, around specifically around talking about difficult issues in society. You know, again, it's um, we've all had those experiences like you're talking about personal conflicts or things like that in your life that affects you but when we're talking about societal issues you know as I mentioned there's a lot of things at stake we talked about this in our first shows a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of risks to actually mm -hmm. be willing to engage mm -hmm. and and um, it can create a lot of anxiety for people to say am I even willing to talk about it am I willing to mm -hmm. talk about these things that matter in society am I willing to represent the interests that I stand for Am I willing to to actually talk to someone that might think differently than myself around these issues? We realize there is a cost, but there's also a whole lot more benefits. And mm -hmm. I think that's all part of it as well. That that puts courage into people saying, you know what? So it's a little discomfort, a little bit of discomfort when a trigger takes place, when somebody says something in a conversation that might be opposing a value that you have, a belief system that you have. They somehow are opposing or challenging. Um, it will trigger you. And a trigger becomes physiological, right? And it will trigger. And, and you're, if, it's, if it's a huge trigger and they're challenging something pretty important to you, you know, the blood can start moving from your brain to your fight or flight muscles and you get ready to fight back or run yeah. out the door, right? And, and so you can literally see the blood moving in people's faces. And I've often said to people, again, when the, you know, the blood starts moving, their face gets red and you might see veins <laughs> bulging because they've got something to say. Yeah. And instead of just getting intimidated by that, and being uncomfortable to you know, just tell yourself something really important is going on for that person yeah. right now. And you gotta have courage to understand that's what's taking place right now. Mm -hmm. Rather than retreating and being afraid to engage, mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. to say something really important is going on and I need to find out what that is. I need to have mm -hmm. some understanding. These are some things that are very important. And again, we've covered a lot of information. You know, we, we wanna, how we're gonna show up, we're gonna show up in humility. We're gonna show up saying we don't know everything. We're gonna show up. Uh, with courage, <laughs> even when it's a little bit challenging to have these conversations. Um, you know, we're going to show up um, to bring our peace to the table because it's important peace. And we're responsible to, to, to be an advocate, if you will, or to represent the interests that we stand for as well. Hopefully, um, our viewers will be able to see some of the skills that we're using on this show of actually listening, acknowledging, uh, reframing what's important, what we're hearing is important to one another. And those are, those are skills too. And I would really encourage people, if you've never taken a basic communication class, uh, to just make every effort to do so because there's, there's skills to learn how to listen well with the intent to hear and understand. And there's skills to also to be able to speak up um, in terms of what makes it important for you so you can get your point across as well. And so these are things that, you know, I think I would really encourage people to do and hopefully we'll be modeling for you um, what that looks like. But I think that, you know, we're going to we're going to say goodbye for today and we'll be back uh, with another episode as well. Um, and, and we'll let you know what that episode's going to be because uh, it's coming up soon.